The house I live in was built in 1959, and there are some cracks in the ceiling. And it's not a foundational issue, fortunately. It's just a time issue and a couple of things that made those cracks happen. And, uh, but houses need strong foundations. Otherwise, those cracks become crevices and the whole house crumbles. Now, there are times in your marriage when you feel like it's all coming apart. The storms of life have entered into our realm. They're pulling us down. We're going to go under. Uh, you don't know where to turn. If you don't have a strong foundation in Christ, um, listen in. I'm John Fuller, along with Erin Smalley, who's on the team here at Focus. She and her husband, Greg, run the marriage team. And Erin, uh, you do a lot of counseling. And I know that probably the majority of couples you see have gone through some hard times, and that foundation gets rattled. Uh, their house starts to develop big cracks. I mean, what, what makes a difference? How, do, how does God make a difference for those couples? It's so interesting, John, because I love this question. Um, I love thinking about the couples that I've worked with over the years. And I will say one of the things that I see that makes a huge difference is that they recognize that their marriage is based on a covenant with God. And they also recognize the value of marriage because of that. And when you value something, you're willing to fight for it. So couples that get that, are they have the resolve to go, you know, whatever we got to do here, we're going to do it. Versus when someone doesn't understand the value of marriage or that God created marriage and that it is based on a covenant, well, it's easy to discard it mm. because there's not that value piece to it. Well, and I want to be clear that um, we recognize that two good godly people can feel like divorce might be the option yes. because it's just not working. And if that's you, call us, please, uh, 800, the letter A and the word family, and uh, we'll schedule a time for you to talk to one of our counselors because uh, we recognize that there are sometimes issues that, um, despite the presence of God being in your life, they just don't go away. And just, I love that clarification, John, that there are times that one person is so holding steadfast to the covenant they've made with God, and the other person is not. Hmm. And that has an impact then on the overall outcome yeah. on the relationship. So just to clarify, all you can do is control you. And amidst challenges in marriage, make sure that you are standing firm in what you believe and what you know to be true, recognizing I can influence the overall marriage. I cannot control the outcome. God controls the outcome. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and turn now to Deborah Faleta, who offers some insights for couples that, um, frankly, are on the same page spiritually. They're trying to develop a spiritual connection. Deborah is a professional counselor and really has a heart for people. You're going to hear that now. Let's go ahead and listen in. You know, one of the uh, things that I observe, certainly through the shelter in place and the pandemic that we've come through, Gene and I, um, we did almost accidentally rekindle the spiritual connection because we began to get into a much better habit of praying together, reading the word together every morning to which, uh, you know, we've been able to continue that. But it's interesting how busyness and obligations and schedule and all those things take you away from the very things that allow you to do some of this intimacy work right. in these four areas. So what about the couple that feels like, you know, spiritually, they're not connecting. What can they do differently? You know, I think first and foremost, we have to take a good assessment of how we're each doing spiritually, standing alone. Because That's not me giving my wife a score. 
or my wife giving me a score, or are you saying, you're saying for yourself, for how yourself. are you doing? For yourself. You got to stop and look at your own walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Before you desire it in your marriage, you've got to take inventory of how you're doing standing alone because spiritual intimacy doesn't just happen. It's the overflow of your heart for Christ working together. You're the overflow of your heart, the overflow of your spouse's heart. If you look at it kind of like a fountain, what's overflowing from us, that's what relational spiritual intimacy looks like. So that's where we have to begin. It's not by nagging your spouse to do devotions with you more or nagging them to pray with you more, but beginning to set that example in your own life and inviting them on that journey with you. What about that frustration? Uh, You know, I'll just try to play the role of the, of the girlfriend, you know, where the wife is saying, I am there, but my husband just isn't interested in spiritual things. He's not responding to my nudges, my leanings. Um, how can she, I guess, get some peace in her life in that area, even if her husband isn't there quite yet? I mean, do you simply go to the prayer closet? Do you nudge gently. You said nagging. Nagging can be a very overt mm-hmm. operation, but what are some things to that for that wife who, she's there, she's done the self-assessment, I'm doing pretty well, I just wish my husband were there with me. I think sometimes in marriage, um, especially because we've been taught about our roles in marriage, I think oftentimes women feel that they're not allowed to take the lead with spiritual conversations and spiritual intimacy. But I always encourage a woman, if you feel like you are strong in that area, then allow God to use you in that area. Take the lead in your relationship of moving your marriage to the Lord. So pray out loud for your husband. Ask him, how can I be praying for you? Maybe even suggest a time that you could sit down and pray. Um, Suggest a time where you could sit down and read God's word together. I think sometimes in our hesitancy to lead the way, we become passive and we don't do anything, spiritually speaking, in our relationship. So I say if you're at a good place, um, take advantage of that. Invite your husband into the process. And most of the time, eventually they will follow suit. So I think it's a beautiful thing. And if it's something they're unwilling to do, you continue bringing it before the Lord. You continue modeling it in your own personal life and trust that the Lord is working where you can't work. Exactly what scripture says to do, actually. Well, a few episodes ago, Aaron, I shared that Dina, my wife, had said, we don't pray as much as we used to. And she said, I get it, uh, because I frankly am pretty quiet uh, while you pray. And and we talked through that dynamic. Mm -hmm. So there are husbands who feel like I'm not leading spiritually. I need to lead spiritually, but I don't know how. Or my efforts fall short. So talk to the husband first, and then I'll Mm -hmm. come back and ask a question about the wife in that situation. Mm -hmm. So often, and I know Greg will often talk about this, that he had this spiritual guru as a father. And so thus, when he stepped into our marriage as a young husband, he already was feeling failed because he he couldn't in his mind imagine ever adding up to Gary Smalley. He could never attain no. to that standard that his dad seemed to set. Yes. And so thus so often men, from what Greg has said, is that they feel failed. We they, run they away from failed. failure. Yeah. 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 And so thus they um, shut down or they don't attempt. And so it's important just to be aware of what am I feeling about me as a spiritual leader? Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, am I feeling failed? Am I stuck? Am, you know, am I doing well? Am I feeling successful? You know, is there growth opportunity there? Well, I appreciate that. And now speak to the wives whose husbands are showing up trying. I mean, I guess what I'm asking is, how will a wife allow her husband to be a spiritual leader uh, without forcing the outcome mm-hmm. to look a certain way? And I've talked about this before on here as well, that one thing I would do differently, especially as a young wife, is to recognize that Greg is in progress, just like me, mm-hmm. that we are on a growth trajectory, that he's a young husband and he is learning and growing. I can offer feedback if he's open to it. He may not be open to it, but if he is, I can do that. But I more importantly can encourage what I am seeing. The, you know, it's looking at what do I want to see and encourage positive reinforcement around those things versus the negative criticism of what I'm not seeing. Now, how do you suppose most of the guys that you counsel would respond if um, their wife said, honey, I really want you and need you to lead spiritually? Could, could you maybe do this? Mm-hmm. Could we maybe start here? Yeah, and I would say the more important part of that statement is the second part. Okay. Could we start here? Because when you say spiritual leader, what does that mean hmm. in your marriage? What does that mean? What is she looking for that is happening, isn't happening? Because I'm sure for a guy over there going, what does she want? She wants me to be a spiritual leader. What does that mean? Yeah. And what does that look like in our relationship? Because so often it looks different. Yes, it's going to be a unique journey you and your spouse are on. And uh, if this is a struggle for you, let us know, please. We have caring Christian counselors here at Focus on the Family. Uh, They'll be happy to talk things through with you. We have a, a ton of great resources as well, some practical things that you can grab onto and use to grow together as a couple. Uh, We're a phone call away, 800, the letter A in the word family. And we'll also link uh, in the show notes uh, for ways to set up a free consultation with one of those counselors and uh, a way to get a copy of Deborah Faleta's book, Love in Every Season. She's so good, and we really enjoyed the conversation with her. She has excellent biblical advice. Uh, Make a donation as you can today. Uh, Pay it forward, if you will, so another couple can benefit from that counseling team or from other assistance from Focus on the Family. Do ministry through this organization, Focus on the Family. Uh, Join the support team and make a gift of any amount. We'll send a copy of Deborah's book to you as our uh, expression of appreciation. Well, overcoming porn in your marriage, that's a big topic. We're going to tackle it next time here. For now, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of the Smalleys and the rest of the team, uh, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. 